listening to The Train Gods. What's going on, Player Profiler Nation? Welcome to the latest episode of Trade Gods. I am back, and it feels so damn good. I am your co-host, Maddie Keywoman, joined, as always, by my right-hand man, my fellow Trade God brethren, the morning man himself, the best lettuce in the whole game, the best turtleneck on planet Earth, Jason Allwine. What up, Jay? How's it going, man? Welcome back. Good to be back. Feels great to be back. It sounds great to be back. You're, you're, you're killing it today. Loving the energy. I mean, listen, I got to miss a week. I took the family out to the woods. We went camping, had a lot of fun, but it rejuvenated me a little bit, Jason. You know, sometimes you just go on vacay. (sighs) You decompress a little bit. You kind of escape the world. You come back ready to rock. Yeah, I say, this is a big proponent of my personal life. There is nothing like the great outdoors, my friend. And so I'm glad you got to experience that with your family. Get a nice little nature in you. A little bit. It's special. And, and I'm revitalized. You know, we got nine trades from the Discord that we're breaking down tonight. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So, Jason, what do you say we just dive right on into this thing? Dude, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. First trade of Z Knight. This comes from our guy, Dunritos1 in the Discord. It is a 16 team. I like this. Big league yeah. status. 16 team PPR. Single QB start 10. Dunritos went out and got himself a Christian Watson, and to do so, sent away Gabe Davis in the 113 in this year's rookie draft. So seeing this trade initially, obviously we love getting Christian Watson here at Player Profile, and especially here at the Trade Gods. Uh, My man Jason has Christian Watson in the Trade God Invitational and will not let him go, even though I've tried to pry him away, but it ain't happening. So we love getting Watson, but is Gabe Davis in the 13th pick in this year's draft too much, or is it a slam dunk for our guy Dunritos? Yeah, I mean, it's a slam dunk to me. You know I love myself some Christian Watson. I I mean, I just can't imagine many other players that are pretty much, in my opinion, locked in to outperform their ADP and current value last or this year. Last season, Christian Watson, believe it or not, we all talk about, you know, the fantastic stretch he had. And I don't know how this is like the first time it really clicked with me, but he had the fourth most touchdowns among wide receivers last year. And it really came in such a short span. Like when you put it that way across the entire NFL, all wide receivers, number four in that category. And then he was number one in points per target, number three in points per route run, and number seven in true catch rate, showing that he can catch the ball as well. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not just a fluky thing. I mean, guy can score from wherever. He's an athletic freak. You pull up playerprofiler.com and you go to his page and you see his metrics are all above the 95th percentile, except his agility, but we'll give it to him, given he's 6'4", 208 pounds, just an absolute specimen. Shane Vendrell here in the chat asks if his 74% Christian Watson (laughs) Watson exposure is irresponsible. No, get as much Christian Watson as you can. It's irresponsible to have 74% exposure in best ball, but that doesn't mean that those 74% of teams aren't going to slay it with Christian Watson. (laughs) Christian Watson looks poised for a breakout. And really his ceiling is how high do you think uh, or how well will Jordan Love perform? I happen to be on the, the – I think Jordan Love is going to be above average, so I really like Christian Watson. Yeah. And this is with those type of trades that when you look at a 16-teamer, 
and you get this offer, you go to yourself, is this real? Am I getting punked <laughs> right now? Is this Ashton Kutcher punking me right now? Because it seems too good to be too true. And the 113, I mean, what are we really talking here? Oh, we're talking Roshan, who we kind of like. Kendra, who's yeah. battling a little bit in the injuries, came back to practice today. Uh, Tajay Spears, maybe. Devon A-Chain, if you're lucky. Jaden Reed. Yeah. I mean, Christian Watson's teammate. So uh, I like those players. And getting the 113 in a 16-team league might be a good move for you. But... I mean, Gabe Davis is just his dream is to one day become Christian Watson. Exactly. So there's no way I'm I'm passing that. This is a slam dunk, 100 percenter for Dunritos. Uh, there's really not much more we could say. You killed it, brother. Great trade. Uh, you know exactly. Give him a round of applause, ladies and gents. That was fantastic. Let's move on to trade number two here. Okay. I'm in from Chef TPTB in the discord this is a 12 team ppr superflex 1.5 tep start 10 he's getting david montgomery and kj osborne and he's selling away christian watson i mean christian kirk another christian just not watson christian kirk so which side do you want okay christian kirk or do you want the uh you know the running back that we is pretty good guys like, like a zero rb guy uh and kj osborne is this enough to sell away christian kirk i would what's tough about this is it it, it it kind of feels like enough. And in that case, it's not enough when you're giving away the best asset. I think that he should have tried for a little bit more. I think it's a, an okay move considering I, I'm imagining he's making this because he has some wide receiver depth maybe or and wants to get a running back in return like David Montgomery, who, I mean, we've been kind of hyping up the past few weeks in general on the player profiler brand. We've had some videos come out. Josh Larkey went on Mind of Mansion and hyped him up. So, I mean, it, it makes some sense, you know, I mean, he's going to score some touchdowns. He's Jamal Williams plus, but still to me, I mean, like I'm on the Jameer Gibbs hype train. I really am. I think that he's going to be a really important part of that offense. And I mean, I just don't necessarily want a complimentary running back, even if it is an extremely complimentary running back at David Montgomery. And I do want to attach myself to the Jaguars passing attack. Christian mm -hmm. Kirk last year was third in slot snaps. And that's not going to change just because Calvin Ridley comes to town. Calvin Ridley does nothing to the slot. Christian Kirk will get 90% of the usage he got last year, which was, I mean, fantastic. Like, he's not going to lose too much. Calvin Ridley could get hurt. He's right back where he was. And again, attached to Trevor Lawrence, a generational quarterback who's going to be there for years. Christian Kirk's still young. So I, I think I would have liked to have held on to him here. But, I mean, you're getting a decent return. I mean, you really are. KJ Osborne, I saw a report today from NFL beat writers on Twitter. KJ Osborne is looking like he's not letting uh, Jordan Addison take that wide receiver two role. I mean, we will see how long he can do it, but reports are KJ Osborne is still doing really, really good at camp, still has the team behind him. And I mean, if he does end up in that wide receiver two role for Minnesota, even if it's only for half the season, I mean, then you're, you've gotten yourself a really good piece. The problem is that's an if, and David Montgomery is an if. And a Christian Kirk is. So give me the Kirk side, but I think we're close here. I think we are close. This, in, in my opinion, the additional context is what maybe sell it for me for Chef in the Discord. Okay. Um, you know, like I'm with you. David Montgomery is like a good piece, but KJ Osborne might not be enough. Now, if this was the 16 teamer, I think I would sneakily yeah. like the Chef side a little bit more because getting that running back, oh, that wide receiver depth if Addison can't stay healthy. But think about, let's let's pump the brakes maybe a little on uh, the uh, Minnesota Vikings rookie wide receiver analysis preseason. Remember just a few years ago when uh, OB, was it J, J Ola BC, 
uh, well, I can't remember the guy's name. It was Olabisi was his last name. Was out was going to outplay Justin Jefferson, the rookie. Fair, fair, fair. fair. And we all know how that happened. It was Adam Thielen yeah. and Justin Jefferson, and then quickly it was Justin Jefferson and everybody else. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I am a little bit hesitant to give away a guy like Kirk because you hit the nail on the head, Jay. You want a piece of this Jaguars offense. Even with Calvin Ridley in town, Evan Ingram is now going to be around for three years. This guy was a 1,000-yard receiver, and our guy, Harry Snowman, in the chat, 30, 133 targets for Christian Kirk last year. I mean, even if that goes down 30, I mean 100 targets from yeah. Trevor Lawrence. We yeah. like that. He's <laughs> in the red zone. We love that. He had the fifth most red zone targets last year and yeah. caught a touchdown from Trevor Lawrence in the first preseason game. I mean, let's not overthink things. I know Calvin Ridley is good, but – so is Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, whose best yeah. comparable player is Stefan Diggs on playerprofile.com. Yeah. I think this is a little bit too much of a price. I'm going to give you a C minus here, Chef. Uh, you know, getting Montgomery in the, you know, a little more context, maybe, maybe you just load it at wide receiver. And this makes a little more sense. But just seeing this trade, uh, I'm going to want the Christian Kirk side. And if I had Christian Kirk, I would not trade uh, him away for David Montgomery and KJ Osborne. So. Not bad, not bad, because we do like we, we like we said we like Dave Montgomery, but this might be a slightly overpayment of sorts. Here, let's move on to trade number three. This comes from C I H L in the Discord. How would you say that, Jason? C I H L kill. I almost want to just say seal. <laughs> seal, seal. Like what? How do you say the tool brand? Uh, S T I H L. That's steel, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Maybe it's Seal. I don't know. Or Seal. Or... We're going to go with Seal. Kiss by Rose Seal. So he is part <laughs> of a 12-team PPR Superflex start 10. He's getting Daniel Jones, DeAndre Swift, and Brees Hall for Jonathan Taylor, the 107 in this year's draft, and Debo Samuel. So first question I'm going to ask you, Jay, is yeah. let's go ahead and predict potentially who is the 107. And then we'll we'll analyze the trade here. So this is super flex. So we have to imagine the three quarterbacks are off the board, the two running backs are off the board, and then here's the doomsday scenario: Addison and JSN come off the board. So is it Charbonnet? Is it A Chain? Or is it uh, let's call it Zay Flowers here or Quentin Johnston, for instance? Who do you think is this one hundred seven? I, I assume it's either Quentin Johnston or Zay Flowers uh, in this I scenario. Agree. I mean, they've gotten Jonathan Taylor in the trade, so I would hope that they're not really worried about a Zach Charbonnet here. I mean, I think mm, A-Chain could be point, a good pick, point. but um, I'm going to assume it's one of those wide receivers. And I don't really think I don't really think it matters either way. I don't think it matters who this is. I think overall I'm still going to take Team A here, the Daniel Jones, Brees Hall, DeAndre Swift side. And I mean, part of most of it, I think, is just it's super flex. I am a believer in Daniel Jones going forward. I really do think that Brian Dable has been able to turn over the leaf in Daniel Jones the same way he did with Josh Allen. Brees Hall, I mean, God, it's Brees Hall. Top five in a number of efficiency metrics as a rookie in only like five, six games last year. I'm not really worried about the backfield split too much. I mean, he's still going to be efficient and a good fantasy football producer. And it's only one year. And this is Dynasty we're talking about. So mm-hmm. give me Brees Hall over Jonathan Taylor. Give me Daniel Jones over Debo Samuel. And probably give me the 107 over DeAndre Swift. But, I mean, the, the Debo Samuel and Brees Hall just kind of way, way outweigh Jonathan Taylor and Debo Samuel by enough of a margin to where I'm definitely taking that team. 
absolute slam dunk seal killed it also yeah. let us know in the discord let us know in the comments as well how do you how do we pronounce this name so next time you submit yeah. a trade we get it right but this is a home run this is an a plus for yeah. me and however you kind of want to cut it up it's pretty close i mean i would say the the most lopsided battle would be if you paired jonathan taylor to deandre swift and i don't know if it's it's lopsided, but I don't know if it's enough to really capsize the other parts of this trade. Daniel Jones, who was a top 10 uh, quarterback in Superflex, that's fantastic. Love the rushing floor. You brought up all the Brian Dayball positivity that we have. Uh, Brees Hall, even in a split, I mean, how what is he worse than, than Jonathan Taylor? Probably. Uh, but with the situation going on in Indianapolis, I mean, are we really going to bet that Jonathan Taylor is 100% ready to rock and roll, going to be complicit in his role like and, and completing his paycheck? Doesn't. Seem like it. Correct. And I think that if you break it down the way you just did, I'm taking DeAndre Swift over the 107. Uh, I believe in DeAndre Swift. He was one of my go get these players video that I put out at the player profile YouTube yeah. channel. Check that out. I am a Swifty. I know the pod father is all in on Kenneth Gainwell, but I just can't quit DeAndre Swift. He is an efficiency god in this offense. He could be absolutely dynamic. He doesn't need a boatload of touches to get crazy volume. He can split with Penny Gainwell and succeed. And now we're hearing reports out of their preseason camps that uh, he's getting thrown the ball. Uh, and I know historically Jalen Hurts hasn't thrown the ball to his running backs, but he has never had a receiving running back of the caliber of DeAndre Swift, who you know was number was top five in a number of of passing efficiency metrics at the running back position. So I think this is a slam dunk for Seal. Absolutely killed it. And again, getting the quarterback in Superflex, good on you. I mean, whew, that's one of the hardest things to do, Jay. It is. No. And that's why I'm really weighing it in here. I mean, like, I think I want to ask you this too, because I think I have my answer to this. If Debo Samuel bounces back to two years ago, Debo Samuel, if Jonathan Taylor bounces back to two years ago, Jonathan Taylor, are you still on the Daniel Jones, Brees Hall side? Because I honestly think I might still be as well, even if these are sealing Debo Samuel and Jonathan Taylor pieces. The only way, again, I'm going to get swayed is if, let's say, 100% positive. Let's let's turn the meter of positive outcomes to 100 for the Debo Samuel side. And if you turn it to 85, 80, 85 probably percent on the top side, I still want the top side. You'd have to crank that below 50%. You'd have to knock that thing way down where you just have yeah. a train wreck. DeAndre Swift gets hurt. Like he always says, Daniel Jones goes back to two years ago. Brees Hall is uh, the 35% share of the platoon with Dalvin Cook. So if everything goes wrong on one side and everything goes right on the other side, yeah, at that point I will say it was a good move by the team that Seal made the trade with. Uh, but that's too many. That's just yeah, too many. Exactly. Exactly. And that goes against kind of what I would say that we both believe that will happen. Exactly. And you're more bullish on Debo than I am. I'm so bullish on Debo, Samuel. You love <laughs> Debo. I, I am on record calling him uh, a one-hit wonder like Duran Duran. So I can't sit here and believe that Debo is ready to bounce back. I don't think well, he – even if he plays well, I don't know if he's going to get the volume. He's just – the year he went berserk, he did not have Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey does everything that they want Debo to do, but better. I just I don't know if he'll go back to that. Maybe, maybe. I mean, but hey, Duran Duran had two hits. I don't know the second one. You have to tell me the it second. Was, uh, one. What hungry like a wolf? Definitely and, know that one. Uh, Harry Snowman, help us out here. Hold on, I'm pulling now at the pull up Spotify here. Uh, but still, I mean, I you know Christian McCaffrey gets hurt week six. Debo Samuel is. Right. Okay. You know, he's, he's already he's gone to Kyle Shanahan's office reportedly, and you know took his shoes off at the door, got down on his knees, and started kissing <laughs> Kyle Shanahan's shoes. 
apologizing for last season. And uh, this is this is true. This is per beat reporters. <laughs> but Wait, you weren't kidding? Is, no, I'm, 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 kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, my yeah. God. You just tricked me. You just – everyone here watching live just saw Kiwum get tricked out of his socks. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, Harry Snowman says Rio. I was thinking Ordinary World has a whopping 275 million Spotify plays. So, do you oh, know oh, her name is Rio, and she yeah. that's during okay. So, I, I, okay, so that qualifies Debo Sim to have one more good year <laughs> <laughs> to make that, that comparison 100% correct. So, let's get it, let's do it. Uh, so that's going to be this trade, absolute slam dunk. Good job, Seal. But before we move on to trade number four, okay, we need to hear from the pop father, and he's going to tell you what fantasy play platform you need to be on right now. Ooh. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time, and more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler? On Sleeper, because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out. Sleeper picks, baby. Now, you know I love Kenny Pickett, right? Week one, who does he face? San Francisco, that's a bummer. So I'm going to be going less than on Kenny Pickett's projected yardage and on whichever quarterback is starting for San Francisco in week one. <laughs> Probably not Trey Lance. <laughs> but then who do the Steelers face in week two? Ah, the Browns, right? We think the Browns are going to crank things up. So there you can say, hey, Kenny Pickett, more than his projected passing yards. And you keep on correlating. Elijah Moore, more than. George Pickens, more than. And if you pick up to eight, that's how you 100x your payout on Sleeper. It's called the Hail Mary. So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. We're here, latest episode of Trade Gods, Jason Allwine, Matty Kewum, breaking down five more deals from the Discord. Next trade is a fun one. It comes from our guy, Madden2012. Oh, no, this is from Laughing Lizard. This is from Laughing Lizard, who is a, a member of Discord who's always active, so shout out to you, Senior Lizard. 12-team PPR Superflex start 10. You're pretty standard Superflex format. He's getting Deontay Johnson, Rashad White, Sky Moore, and he's selling off Jonathan Taylor. This is the type of deal you're looking to make if you're selling Taylor, right? Right, Jay? Uh, uh, I mean, yes, yes. This isn't enough for you. This isn't enough for you. Uh, I, mm, I think, uh, I think it is. I think it is. But I would like to see a little bit more. But you know. You know I'm not a Deontay Johnson guy. And so I think that's what's hurting me here. I think if you give him his general fantasy football value, this is right. I mean, Sky Moore is a fantastic player uh, and projecting to have a really good year and career now going forward attached to the Chiefs. I mean, Rashad White has the Buccaneers backfield. I just don't know. I still can't. I still believe that Rashad White is more of a redraft player than a dynasty player. I know he's young. I know he's only in his second year here, but I just, I mean, like this year in particular, the Buccaneers had no resources to go attack that backfield. And that's why he's left alone. You know, you give him one more year, if maybe he can earn it, but I still believe, you know, next year in the draft, they'll probably tackle it, maybe a free agent or something. So it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like you could get a little bit more for Jonathan Taylor. This is, as we always say, this is giving a hundred bucks for, 
two fifties or I guess three thirty threes. I mean, you're getting a hundred dollars, <laughs> right? Or ninety nine. Like you're getting very, very close. But I think when you're trading away a player like Jonathan Taylor, to me, you've got to win by a landslide. And to me, it's just a little too close. So the difference between the two of us is going to come down to Deontay Johnson, where yeah. I want Deontay Johnson all over the place. I think that we're going to see so much touchdown progression where um, he just gets back to where he was. He's seen such a large target share, even in his down year. Kenny Pickett is might be proving me and a lot of people who kind of poo-pooed his skill set wrong. He's looking good so far in camp. You know, first pre, uh, preseason game was pretty good in and of itself. Obviously, I want Taylor here. I think Taylor's the best player in this deal. Um, but given the turmoil, yeah. given everything that's happening, uh, and also given the running back landscape, I want to take a second to talk about this. Like, What are your thoughts on just running backs as a whole? Because I think this conversation um, will help kind of paint the picture of why, other, well, you know, why we value this trade the way we do. So uh, what's your thoughts on the fact that running backs are just – the value, whether it be fantasy and real life football, is just seems to be just coming right down. Well, and you know me, man. I'm a market man. And so personally, I'm loving it. I mean, like one of the golden rules in fantasy football, I mean, since it's Genesis, is that you need good running backs. And that's completely flipped now. But it might really still be the case. I mean, the teams with the top tier running backs more often than not perform better in their leagues they're not scrambling the waiver wire week in week out having to resort to the zonovan knights and the tim hightowers and the who how much how much further can i go back the ben jarvis green ellis's him oh that's a good one yes yes <laughs> so uh i i just i love getting those elite pieces but you know i do understand that the elite wide receivers the jamar chases the justin jefferson's monroe st browns i mean those guys are the players you really want to own in dynasty but, I mean, when you have a player like Jonathan Taylor there, I just think you've got to win the trade by a lot. And, I mean, what, Rashad White's 24 and a half? Jonathan Taylor isn't much older than him or is the same age, right? Yeah, they're, they're right around the same 24 age. 24 and a half. Rashad, <clears throat> Rashad yeah. White came out late. He was a late um, prospect when he came into the league for sure. Yeah. Um, the I guess where I'm getting nervous is that we may be seeing a shift in one of the most fundamental rules in fantasy that you – just brought up the fact yeah. that running backs are gold but the tr- thing is the nfl is treating them like they're a dime a dozen the mm-hmm. nfl might shift how we look at running backs it might force our hand to the point where they might only be they should probably only be valued in two year sample uh, trending towards one yeah. I, I mean running backs are becoming mercenaries for our fantasy teams where it's like okay if i'm looking to compete give me let me go get that running back and then will use that to win. But if I'm not winning, running back is the first thing sold. And it seems to be uh, obviously not the exact same thing in the NFL because it's done differently. You know, fantasy in the NFL are totally different things, but their value is going down. They're not paying them. They don't care if they hold out. They'll just go get somebody in the draft. They'll bring in a, a veteran two weeks before the season started. It just it seems like there's a paradigm shift in the NFL. And I think that for me uh, is why I'm also leaning towards um, – our guy laughing lizard side, give me the three assets because you know, you say that Rashad white might be more of a redraft. Week, and I'm saying that might be the same thing. We might be talking in a year from now and we're like, that's the same thing. When it comes to running backs, redraft value, dynasty value, it's all the same. Thing. It's all yeah. kitty. It's all in the same value bucket. And I love Deontay Johnson where this becomes a grand slam is sky Moore does ascend into that Juju Smith Schuster role that has been vacated for the 
the Chiefs. If that happens, I think this is going to be a league-winning trade. This is going to be a season-defining uh, trade. And being able to get out in front of it before the season, I think, could be tremendous. Uh, but having said that, I do agree with you. Jonathan Taylor is the best player in this deal. But I think yeah. this, me. this seems like I, enough. Yeah, I think I might. I think, like I said, I think it's good enough value. I just wish this was a couple different players. Like if that was George Pickens, it's a slam dunk for me. And then I would okay. almost, I would like with these assets that the laughing lizard got, that the man with the bearded dragon profile picture got, <laughs> I would almost like to see them continue to downgrade from Rashad White and Deontay Johnson. Uh, maybe not too far, but you know, like maybe if they could trade a Rashad White for a Devon A chain and a wide receiver or something like a high ceiling running back. That's a little bit mm -hmm. younger, just really, really lean into it. I think that that could work out tremendously, uh, but I mean, you've still got a good foundation with these three players as well. It just, to me, kind of sucks giving up the cornerstone and Jonathan Taylor, even with everything going on. It's just so funny that the laughing lizard, if you know, they tune into the show, they must just side with a little bit more of my player takes than your player takes because they're hitting the players that I just love in 2023, Rashad, Deontay, and Sky Moore. Those are the like guys that I'm very excited about. Uh, but oh, I do he's understand here. what you're saying. He's here. He's in the chat. Oh, he's the best. He says he already has a chain. There he is. He's in the <laughs> there it is. There it is. Matthew. Oh, shout out Matthew Wiggins. Okay. Oh, there it is. M Wiggins. You know, same name here. Matty Matthew. Let's rock and roll. So I love this trade. Jason hates it. You love me. I don't hate it. You, I don't hate it. Use, I think it's a good trade. Matt, 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 let, yo, Wiggy, Wiggy, listen. Listen up, Wiggy. Use the promo code Maddie to get $10 off of the all-in package. Do not use the promo code Jason because I love your trade. Jason hates it. So side with me. Go use that promo code Maddie. Let's move on to the next trade. This comes from Madden 2012. Before we get into the trade, what's your favorite year of Madden? Good question. I always have like my favorite NCAA off the back of my head. Yeah. But Madden, I honestly, I, I had a massive fondness for I guess it would be 21, maybe 20. Whatever, like I played a lot of Madden during COVID lockdown. I'm talking a lot of Madden. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a fondness for that one. But I mean, I've been playing them since 2003 every single year. So my favorite is, uh, and I'm older than you. And this is, I think, where we're going to show our ages here. You're talking about something in the 2020s as your favorite. My favorite is in 2003. The year was, on the that cover. That one's my, oh, 2004, I should say, okay. where Vic was on the cover. He was so much fun to play with. And yeah. uh, this is in the heyday. You know, this is 20 years ago, uh, yeah. pretty much. Or, yeah, on the Fergie 20 years ago, where I was 15, 14, 16, in that age. So I was yeah. in the golden video game era. So I love that. Plus, little funny thing about me, you may see it every from time to time. I'll rock my lucky jo uh, Joey Harrington jersey. This my cousin loved Vic. I love Joey Harrington. We would do fantasy drafts. He would build his team around Vic. I would build my team around Joey Harrington. Or we would combine forces, and you could make Vic a receiver. And I would throw the ball with Joey Harrington to Mike Vic. We dominate uh, all the all the made up teams. They just you know these digital players had just some tremendous heart, and they would win for us. So that was my favorite year of Madden. So apparently Peyton Hills on the cover Madden 2012. This is his favorite. I'm just going to assume. Uh, and the trade that he's making comes in a 12-team PPR Superflex start. 10, he's getting ooh, the man, the myth, the guy who's probably going to see 170 targets, Amon Ross St. Brown, Alec Pierce in a 2024 second. And to get this, uh, three players, he had to trade away four assets, A.J. Brown, Jalen Hyatt, Kayshawn Bouti in a 2024 third. If you're selling... I don't know. Let's first let's, let's just answer this question real quick, Jay. 
in your opinion, we are kind of kind of we're putting our own uh, what you would call it spin on this, our own context to this trade. Do you think this was attempt to buy AJ uh, or buy Amon Ra or sell on AJ? I mean, I I guess it's a little bit of both, but I would say it started as buying a Monroe St. Brown. I would say Madden 2012 reached out and said, I want a Monroe. What will it take? And the other guy said, it's going to have to start with AJ Brown. So uh, I think it was the opposite. So this is a cool way. We'll break this trade down this way. You break it down from the point of you had AJ Brown and you were looking to go get Amon Ra. So then how would you see this? Is this enough? If you are going, is this too much, I should say, for you to give up to get Amon Ra in the secondary pieces? No, I mean, I would I would easily give AJ Brown for Amon Ra St. Brown straight up um, every single day of the week. Um, so to get a technical upgrade, in Jalen Hyatt to Alec Pierce, we'll see how that turns out. But in terms of the way the value is right now, Alec Pierce is a little bit higher. And then we'll say Kayshawn Booty in a third cancels out the 24 second. So, I mean, that's, that's you know, basically what this trade is, is you're getting slight upgrade in Alec Pierce, a little bit of a better draft pick, and to me, a better wide receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown over A.J. Brown. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the left side for sure. Congrats, Madden. Yeah, I, I think we're both going to say pretty much the same thing. We're just going to tackle it from different sides of the coin where if you're going to get AJ or Amon Ra and they say you got to pony up AJ Brown, you're willing to build this trade. You're willing to take this trade. And I'm going to look at it from the point of I think this guy was asked about AJ Brown and this is what he sold him for. So if I'm sitting there and I got AJ Brown and they throw out Amon Ra, I'm taking it straight up. So I'm with you there. So right away, this is a win for Madden. Uh, but then to get the better draft pick, win. Mm-hmm. Alec Pierce could easily be the best secondary piece in this deal. He could be as good as Jalen Hyatt. And the reports circulating the Patriots is that Kayshawn Booty is going to get cut, that he may not make this team, that Pop Douglas is showing out enough. They're not going to cut ties with Thornton yet. They restructured Parker. They're going to keep him around. Kendrick Bourne is still playing well in practice, and he has kind of been there for them. They always keep Matthew Slater. Uh, and then obviously Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't think that Kayshawn Booty makes this team, and given his track record and what was the reasons why he fell in this trade, I mean in the NFL draft, is probably going to be the same reasons why he's not signed, that he's not sought after uh, if he hits that open market. So uh, I think for sure uh, this was a win for, for Madden. Either way you want to slice it, any way you want to dice it, great trade here for our guy Madden. So good job. On yeah. you, let's move on to the next trade. This comes from Snow in the Discord. It is a 12 team PPR 1QB league start 10, but there's additional context that just has to be brought up. He sent us an email also, so shout out to you, Snow. Reaching out, we will always break down the trades for, the, for our listeners that reach out like that. Uh, the league ends in 2025, so they will play this year. They will play in 24. They will play out the 2025 season. And that's it. That's kaputs. The league is O-V-A-H over. So that is some cool context here. That's a weird way to break this down. But in this trade, he's getting Debo, Samuel, George Pickens, and a random 2025 first. And he's sending away the Slim Reaper, Mac Jones, a 23 second that became Bryce Young, and a 23 third that became Luke Musgrave. So he sent away two quarterbacks in a one QB league to get two of your guys. So is this an overpay? I know you're also loving the Slim Reaper this year. I have been going back on this Ford, not back and forth on this trade all day. And especially the ends in 2025 
it's just it's messing with me a ton. But I'm gonna start here. And since it's a single team, single quarterback, 10 team league, I'm basically gonna throw Mac Jones and Bryce Young out of the window. I know they're extra value, um, but for the most part, you're probably not starting them. If you are, then you're I mean, you're probably not competing, to be completely honest. Um, so I'm I'm assuming that our guy who sent this in is extremely happy to offload the quarterback depth in a single quarterback league. So round of applause for that. Also, trading away Luke Musgrave in a 10-team league, getting value for a tight end that's going to take some time in a league that's going to expire in three years is a great move as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Luke Musgrave in a start 10-10-team league, probably also not stiffing that starting tight end, that starting lineup mm-hmm. very frequently. So you've traded away three depth pieces and an absolute stud in Slim Reaper. Yep. For an absolute stud at Debo Samuel, an absolute yep. stud at George Pickens. And if either of those don't work out, you've gotten yourself a chance to still compete in the final year of the league in 2025 with that extra first round pick. I think I think it's enough, but I do I'm very, very hesitant because I do really want to lean towards keeping Devontae Smith since this league isn't going to be around much longer. Like I would almost just want to keep the best asset, Mm -hmm. but if Debo Samuel and George Pickens hit, which I think they will, and that's why I'm on that side, then I mean, this is a smash, but again, those are ifs. And so it's, it's very, very hard to, to, to really say for sure. This to me, you know, sometimes when Mr. Allwine comes out, yeah, this might be a Mr. Kiwoom. Uh-oh. Why? Why? I don't get this trade. I think this is so even of a trade. I don't think any team got any more wins projected for their yeah. total making this trade. And it's not because of the players involved. I think in different league formats, this trade could be seen totally different. I mean, if this is a twelve-team superflex, yeah. the side getting Devontae and two quarterbacks, it becomes an insanely good idea. Uh, but because it's 10 team, one QB start 10, I'm with you. Bryce Young, Mac Jones mean almost nothing to me in this format, in this league. Luke Musgrave uh, is probably going to be a roster clogger, someone that it's probably should be cut. And by yeah. the time he might start cooking, this league might be over or in its last season. But on the other flip side, I mean, I would rather have the stud in Devontae Smith than yeah. Samuel and Pickens. And the 25 first is too far out to project, and it's a random one. We don't know if it's going to be the first pick, the the 10th pick in that first round. We don't know what it's going to be. It's probably, let's call it what it is, it's probably going to be a trade piece for uh, Snow to move something else to get uh, another asset. And for that reason, I kind of like it. Like For me, I think if he were to come out, reach out and be like, hey, but I also took that that 25 first pickings and turned it into – Amonra turned it into CD turned it into wall you know you know someone that next tier above Smith okay okay that's the type of double jump I'm looking to make but in this trade Mr. Kewum's out why it just feels like why it just feels like one of those deals where it's like I want this guy well I want these guys well give me this well give me that okay let's walk away and none of us seemingly get any better in our plan and we'll see because at the end of the day Devontae Smith is like you said an absolute stud could end up being the difference maker in this whole entire trade. So perfect C for me, perfect right down the middle trade. So Snow, go ahead and turn these assets to something else. Come back to us. We'll break that down on a future episode. 
Well, and good job clearing the the roster clogging as well. I mean that that's really that's a good point too. Right, yeah. right. Sometimes it sucks to drop guys, especially yeah. in those leagues where you know in every other league that you're in, you see that these guys are rostered, these guys are sought after. They're not yeah. they're assets, and then you have a league where it's just like they mean nothing, and I don't want to drop them. So to be able to kind of mush it all together and turn yeah. crap into a diamond, uh, potentially. That, that that type of strategy uh, gets a few more bonus points. So so he gets a C plus in Snowside. That that's on you. So use the promo code Jason Snow to get ten dollars off because he, he likes your trade and I and I didn't like it as much and he swayed me. A <laughs> Three trades left. Let's get on into it. This comes from B Chill in the Discord. Ten team PPR one QB start seven Uber shallow. League now he may have more flexes when he reached out in the Discord. He didn't mention that there were flexes, so I wasn't going to assume that there was one, two, or three flexes. Uh, I just went with what he sent, and his it was seven total starters. So we're going with it. We're breaking it down, and he received Cortland Sutton in the three hundred one in this year's rookie draft, and he's trading away Alexander Madison in a three ten. Is there much really to break down in this trade? Not really. I mean, it's, I'm just going to call it Cortland Sutton for Alexander Madison. I mean, obviously, you know, the, you get the extra Cortland Sutton and a Chick-fil-A sandwich for Alexander Madison. We'll call it. Um, I, I'm not an Alexander Madison guy, but I think I would almost just rather ride out Alexander Madison this season. I think mm-hmm. I get the logic behind it, but I mean, like the, the rumors around Denver circulating that a wide receiver is going to be traded. I think if that is someone it's going to be Sutton, Plus, I'm a firm believer in Jerry Judy breaking out. You know, the the wide receiver they brought in is looking good as well, Marvin Mims. Javante Williams coming back, taking some pass catching. I don't know. It's just it's it, Cortland Sutton isn't an attractive enough piece for me to want to go away from the potential in Alexander Madison. It's not potential I believe in, but given it's a start seven, I think I would rather just roll with Alexander Madison. I mean, both of these assets here don't have much shelf life left. I'm going to shoot for the one with the, with the with the higher upside here. So shout out to our guy, Cody Carpentier. He was at Vikings camp yesterday, and he put out a report that said that the way that they played the running back position with the ones was 90-10, where Madison got 90, and the 10 wow. was C.J. Ham. So uh, wow. I'm going to take the Madison side slightly here. I think in uh, this type of format, running backs will be a little bit more valuable than a uh, exactly. potential second or third receiver in your team. So give me Madison here for uh, for me. So uh, I like the Madison side. Sorry, be chill. We like the Madison side. But you probably have other players that can fill in. Move on to this trade here. This comes from Lincoln in the Discord. He is getting Terry McLaurin. He's trading away Trey Lance and Jerome Ford in a 12-team PPR Superflex start 10. Well, man, have the mighty have fallen when it comes to Trey Lance. Are you? Would you trade away Lance and Ford for McLaurin? Did, did the guy in the Discord log into his league mate's sleeper and send himself this trade? Like, how did this get accomplished? You've gotten a top 24 wide receiver, top 36 at worst, for nothing. Yeah. For absolutely nothing. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I don't care about the age of Terry McClure, the shelf life. I mean, I know Jerome Ford is a premier handcuff. Trey Lance is a premier handcuff as a quarterback uh it's just like (laughs) that's true and sad (laughs) so i just i don't know what happened here i mean the only reason this trade becomes fair right the only reason and who knows maybe i'm wish casting like we did with brock purdy last trade god season the only reason this works out is if desmond ritter and taylor heineke both break their legs and trey lance gets sent to atlanta 
for a fourth round pick. That's the only way this trade is fair. But like that's it's just it, I don't know how this trade happened. Congratulations on getting Terry McLaurin, man. Congratulations. So our guy Lincoln is in the chat. He said that the trade happened before the preseason bombing by Lance. And <clears throat> Lincoln, buddy, I don't know if you've seen the movie The Matrix, uh, but if you haven't, there's this scene where the main character is getting shot at and he learns this ability where he can dodge bullets yeah. and he goes so fast. Lincoln, my man, you dodged a bullet here. I mean, being able to get out from underneath Trey Lance for a usable piece in this format like Terry McLaurin, great move this is this is having the cojones to pull the trigger a little bit early on a trade yeah. uh that just worked out in in your favor uh with flying colors so lincoln shout out to you this was an absolute smash of a trade uh getting terry mclaurin and hey if sam howell if he can get up here if he can ascend a little bit terry mclaurin could have his best year yet we're going on to the final trade of tonight's episode it comes from a 12-team PPR Superflex 1.5 Titan Premium Star 11, and it comes from maybe the best name in the Discord, Van Shart. Love it. Van Shart in the Discord. Sauced in Boston. Shout out to Boston. Love it. Let's go. Vince Wolfork. I'm in Massachusetts as well. And you can tell the hometown bias was out a shining in this one. He's acquiring tr- uh, Hunter Henry, Mar- Mac Jones, and Elijah Moore, and he's selling Desmond Ritter and Deontay Johnson. Now, you are a fan of Ritter, not a fan of Johnson. Which side are you rolling with? Our guy here, uh, uh, Van Shart, or, or his adversary? Can we take a pause? We can take a pause for the Because comments. I've been wanting to talk about this, and I don't know how I think about it. The way I've broken this down, and I know it's not right, but the last time Bill O'Brien was the Patriots offensive coordinator was in 2011. Rob Gronkowski had 1,300 yards and 17 touchdowns. Aaron Hernandez had like 900 yards and seven touchdowns. Do you, are you hearing anything? Do you expect a two tight end situation with Hunter Henry and Mike Jasicki? I know Hunter Henry and Mac Jones have their connection. I mean, that they're buddies. Mm-hmm. But is Mike Jasicki doing anything? Mike Jasicki uh, left apparently with a mild shoulder separation. Yeah. So he's going to be hurt. Uh, yeah. But he was making some athletic catches. But Hunter Henry uh, was Mac Jones' guy. Yeah. Mac Jones' main red zone target. Yeah. And could be a, sno- a, a sneaky uh, top 12 type of tight end this year in fantasy. So I like this for Austin Boston. And I'm a big Deontay Johnson guy. I said yeah. that earlier in the show. Uh, I think the t- the standard deviation between Jones and Ritter is pretty close. I don't think that's – I don't really think you can give one even if Jones plays really well and Ritter plays really well. I think it's close. If you kind of swap it, it's still kind of close. I think they're same caliber. And then Elijah Moore. To get Elijah Moore in fantasy, in dynasty, I should say. Great call. Uh, so I really like this side for Sauce Boston. I, I got I to gotta give him a shout-out. And Van, Van Schaar, absolutely dynamite name. Yeah, no, I think I think I'd rather – I. I think I'd rather have Mac Jones over Desmond Ritter. It hurts saying that, but I, it's close. I think that's where the market is, and I, I do expect the Patriots' passing offense to take a step forward. And I love the stacking. I would almost, instead of Elijah Moore, rather see. I would like. I'm not even going to say I would rather see a different name. I would like to see him take Elijah Moore and really lean into this Patriots build. If he could go get Juju Smith-Schuster and Tyquan Thornton for mm-hmm. Elijah Moore. I think that we could really be cooking with something here, and Sauston Boston could be getting saucy with Boston. <laughs> um, saucy with Boston. 
So I think that could be cool, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think in terms of fantasy football value, I should probably go with the Ritter Deontay Johnson side, but I think there's a lot to work with on the Austin Boston side. So overall, mm-hmm. I'm just going to call it fair and I like it. Um, but I do want to see what he can do with Elijah Moore because I do classify him as a sub. Oh, love it. Love the breakdown. And I love this episode. Love being back with you, Jay. Yeah. An absolutely fantastic episode. Please, before we say good night to the fine folks listening, let's go ahead and tell them where they can find you on social, where they can get all of your work. Yeah, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at JFootballWine. You can follow all the player profiler social medias. Uh, that'll be me, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, the TikTok. Uh, that's Jason Football Wine right there. So uh, follow those platforms if you haven't already. Of course, I'm here Thursday night breaking down trades with my trade god brethren, Maddie Kiwoom. You right there, the handsome gentleman. And um, I said wake and take already. I said social media. I said trade gods. I think that's it. I hope I didn't miss anything. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen it's back the fantasy football market watch is out episode or i should say first week preseason week one it's out hit that on my twitter or my x i guess you can find me on x at maddie kiwum articles coming out here at player profiler got the game plan each and every saturday trade gods each and every thursday got a new show coming out with theo greminger that you're going to want to be on the lookout or should i say New take on an old show from this network. So you are going to want to check in for that. And if you just can't get enough of Mr. Kiwum, you can also find me on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the executives with me and Cody Carpentier. He's Jason Alwan. I'm Matty Kiwum. And we are the Trade Gods. And we will talk to you next week. Peace.